0: Wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Daniel Sellerson.
3: What's going on? Welcome into the Friday edition of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Sellerson, filling in for Sean Kelly, who I guess already has a head start on. The weekend is Friday. Happy Friday to everyone, and I hope everyone is ready to have a fantastic weekend here in the Crescent City or wherever you might be listening to our podcast, this is the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. We'll focus heavily on the Saints today as a rookie minicamp gets underway today, May fifteenth, and it'll end on Sunday, May seventeenth. Media availability on Saturday, so we'll have plenty for you on Monday's Black and Blue Report. And of course, you can check everything out on NewOrleansSaints.com. Before I get to the guests, let's talk a little basketball as uh, lots of stuff happening last night. Cavaliers off to the Eastern Conference Finals and LeBron James off to his fifth straight Eastern Conference Finals as they take down uh, the Chicago Bulls last night in a pretty big fashion there in Chicago Looked like Chicago uh, really wasn't into that game now the fans were but uh, players coaches all the above were not so that one is done and uh, how about the Houston Rockets staying alive 17 point comeback in the second half as uh they win last night, 119-107, and force a Game 7 Sunday in Houston. Clippers, plenty of chances to put the Rockets away, have not done so. So again, of course, everyone loves a Game 7, but I don't think the Clippers are going to like a Game 7 back in Houston. Again, that one's on Sunday. Uh, not sure about the time yet, depending on some of the other games that happen tonight. Two Game 6s tonight. Atlanta versus Washington. Atlanta looks to close out the series and make their first ever Eastern Conference Finals in the city of Atlanta. Game 7 would be on Monday. They lead the series 3-2. to two. Washington hopes to tie it up. John Wall should be a go. And uh, Golden State tries to end the series tonight in Memphis. Game 6, they lead 3-2. to two. And if not, that game 7 would be on Sunday. So two teams, two one-seeds looking to finish the job and head To the conference finals, so we could be seeing next week a Golden State versus, actually I don't know who would win Clippers in Houston, and it could be Atlanta-Cleveland Eastern Conference Finals. If those finish this weekend, which I guess they will, uh, Game 7 I guess would be Monday for Atlanta-Washington, but the Eastern Conference Finals would be on Wednesday, and the Western Conference Finals would be on Thursday, and we'll get some basketball guests on next week to help us preview that, and it will also... Hopefully have an update on the Pelicans head coaching search as that is fully underway. So, man, lots of good stuff going on around the NBA. And, of course, the NHL playoffs will start this this weekend with the Eastern Conference and Western Conference Finals. Ducks and Blackhawks in the West, and it's the Rangers and Lightning in the East. So it should be a lot of fun this weekend. And the Preakness, if y'all are into horse racing, uh, that will be this weekend. American Pharaoh looking to have the second Link to the Triple Crown this weekend, so lots of stuff going on. And if you are going to graduation, congrats to all the Tulane graduates out there. Is that this weekend? I'll be attending for my stepsister, and also for uh, I don't, not sure when LSU's was, but uh, if it's this weekend, congrats. And if doesn't matter, if it was last weekend, congrats as well. So lots of stuff going on this weekend around the Crescent City and around the sports world. And uh, enjoy, definitely enjoy. We got good stuff here. On today's Black and Blue Report, how about Mark Richt, UGA head football coach, as there are five uh, UGA alum on the Saints roster, including Donnell Ellerby, including the newest member from this draft, Damian Swan. And remember, let's go way back to 2001. Ben Watson uh, was there when uh, Mark Richt came to town from FSU. So uh, we had the chance yesterday, Sean did, to uh, talk to Mark Richt about Mr. Swan, Donnell Ellerby, Ben Watson, and lots of other stuff And so we'll have that for you on today's show. And then also on Sunday is the uh, 5th Annual Fox A Saints Hall of Fame Reception and Auction. Um, That's from 5 to 8 in the New Orleans Saints cafeteria and indoor facility. So we'll get you some information on that. And then on Monday is the 24th Annual WGNO Saints Hall of Fame Celebrity Golf Classic at Chateau Golf and Country Club in Kenner. So we'll have Ken Trahan, General Manager, Chairman of the Board for New Orleans Saints Hall of Fame. He'll come on They give us more information about that, and then also the newest members of the Saints Hall of Fame will be announced on Tuesdays. So lots of good stuff happening on today's show. Let's get right to it, and we'll start next. Sean Kelly speaks with UGA head football coach Mark Rick.
1: All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home
4: for an LED conversion, because we know we can save you some money. Rush R40 Tour, New Orleans, this is it. Getty Lee.
0: Lifeson, Neil Peart, Rush. Experience four decades of Rush Live in one night. Friday, May 22nd, Smoothie King Center. Tickets on sale now at livenation.com or by phone. R40 Tour, don't miss it.
5: Do you have all the right moves to be a member of the hottest dance team in the NBA? The Pelicans dance team is having open auditions for their 2015-16 squad and you are invited to try out. Join us on Saturday, June 13th at the New Orleans Pelicans practice facility on Airline Drive in Metairie. For more information on how you can be a part of the Pelicans dance team, visit pelicans.com today.
0: Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Sean Kelly.
1: There are five Georgia Bulldogs now on the New Orleans Saints roster, and with that, we are very pleased to welcome in the head coach of the Bulldogs, Mark Richt. And, Coach, uh, I was looking at this list of Bulldogs on the Saints roster, and one of my favorite players is Benjamin Watson, and I had to look back and say, okay, when did Ben Watson and Coach Richt cross paths? And I guess I just didn't realize that you've now been at Georgia since '01. Can you believe right. it's been that long, Coach?
2: <laughs> it's been a while. It's going into year 15, but uh, I do remember uh, working with Ben. Ben was a guy that was, uh, you know, kind of a freak of an athlete and uh, just a highly uh, intelligent guy, great leader, a guy that was, uh, you know, when you come in as head coach first time, uh, and it was my it was my first time being the head coach. Uh, you need some leadership. You need some help with the guys that uh, are going to try to buy into what you're doing. And, and Ben was big in that regard. I mean, he certainly uh, had the respect of his teammates. And then once we, uh, you know, convinced and we knew what we were doing, you know, he was a good guy for us to, uh, to build with.
1: Can you believe there's five guys, Coach, that may have a black and red T-shirt underneath their pads this fall?
2: <laughs> I love it you know it's amazing uh, the the amount of guys that we do have in the league right now we're you know we probably average around 5 to 8 drafted a year and, and a bunch of them are making we've had a lot of guys make it as free agents as well so we've had a really good track record i think we're maybe third in america of guys that are in the nfl today
1: coach why is that what translates from your program to the nfl level you think
2: well i i think first of all we do things uh in a, in such a way that uh they're going to develop they're going to develop physically and mentally you know they're going to understand football you know we run a pro system you know offensively defensively uh you know so when they get into camps i think they're not confused or having to have this great big learning curve i think we also practice in such a way that there's a toughness about it where you know when they get into nfl camp or a competitive situation that it's not unusual for them to have that feeling so you know a lot of those things, and we we're blessed. I mean, we're in the we're in the heart of some of the greatest high school talent and high school coaches in America. So we we get to recruit guys with tr- tremendous potential as well.
1: Coach, we're going to get our first look here at defensive back Damian Swan this weekend at Saints uh, rookie minicamp. From a coach's perspective, what should I know about Damian and his game?
2: I think that one of the biggest things we liked about him was uh, not only did he have a you know a very good skill set but he, he's a very sharp guy. He's a guy that yeah, I guess you can call it football IQ or whatever you want to call it. But of the five defensive positions, defensive back positions, we felt like he could mentally play any of them and physically do it as well. So either safety, the nickel, corners, you know, he's a guy that we thought could uh, plug in at any one of those and, and and perform well for us. So that was important and he also was a guy that you know, understood it well enough to get the people around him to making sure that they were making the right calls and the communication was proper. And he has you know, a lot of times in defense when you give up big plays you got missed it's because of a missed assignment. It's not because of a missed tackle or a guy couldn't cover. It's because he might have made a mistake or he didn't fit right in the run game and and uh Damien just does a super job of communicating and uh and, and taking care of his responsibilities as well.
1: Coach, I didn't see the whole body of work, and I can't say that I sat and was able to watch all of your football games this past fall. But from some of what I saw, it looked like you asked Damian Swann to probably more often than not cover some of the biggest weapons in the SEC.
2: Yeah, there's no doubt. Uh, either either at the corner position or the nickel position, mostly, you know, you tend to get some of the better receivers. I mean, if you're going to get it, in our league, because the the sideline, uh, excuse me, because the hashes a little, little bit different than the nFL that that wide field you don't get a lot of balls thrown to the wide field so a lot of times your better receivers are in the slot and that's where he would be in the nickel position to cover and then also if you're the boundary corner any if anybody that goes a three by one in receiving core they're going to put their best receiver in the boundary there so he's he has uh, had the opportunity to see some of the very best coach i have no
1: doubts that he'll get looks you know as a nickel in the NFL but there's been a little bit of talk that perhaps the Saints may ask Damian Swan to play some safety. Would he translate into that position at this level as well?
2: Well, I think he will because uh, he's got tremendous ball skills. He was actually a great baseball player growing up, so he he definitely will know how to play the deep ball well. And uh, you know, so I, I think, and he's got he's got length, he's got some range, you know, in his speed. So I think he could absolutely transition to the safety position.
1: Coach, a lot of times I enjoy uh, watching guys transition to something new, whether it be culture or the level of play or whatever else, and that's obviously what Swan and a few of these other guys will be doing here this weekend. Can you think back, Mark, to when you recruited Damian Swan and what it was like taking him through the recruitment process and into the level of college football? Is there anything that, that that stays with you from that process?
2: Well, I just remember being in the home, and they got a—he's got a wonderful family, and that was—that's always good to see when you when you get to know the young man and and where he comes from and all that. You know that he's made of the right stuff, and and that helps a lot too because it, it's—you uh, know—there's a lot that we put on these guys. I mean, there's—you know—obviously all the academics that they have to, you know, take care of. But then between the running and lifting and the training room and travel and everything else, these these guys. Have to go through a lot, so when you know that you have a guy that's mature enough to handle it and a guy that you don't have to worry about you know getting into something stupid, uh, that's half the battle when guys you know don't shoot themselves in the foot and and take advantage of the guy given the ability that they have they they tend to do well yeah, good point there.
1: hey coach, before I let you go, quick question, and I hope you'll help me start my homework on Donnell Ellerby, who will be new to us this year as well uh the linebacker that comes to us you know obviously right. through an off season move. What can you share with us about Donnell Ellerby?
2: Well, I mean he's a he's a tough guy. I mean you gotta be a tough guy to play inside and uh but very athletic. Uh gosh when we got him out of high school he I don't even think he was uh he might have been hundred and ninety pounds maybe. Uh wow. but, but very, very athletic and a lot of times you'll get those those linebackers that grow into these big uh, physical guys, uh that have this athleticism to go along with it. That's that's why you know there's a great demand for him. That's why he was one of the highest played, uh, highest paid defensive players for the for the Dolphins during the mm-hmm. time that he was there. I mean, so he, he's gonna he's gonna have a chance to do great things.
1: Well, Coach, uh, based on that and the and the Bulldogs that are already on the roster, and now what you've uh, shared with us about Damian Swan, we can't thank you enough for your time during what is a very busy time for you all. All the best to you, Coach Rickton and, and the Bulldogs this upcoming uh, summer.
2: Well, I'm a big-time Saints fan for sure. We love it. We love it. Thanks. Mark
1: Richt with us here on the Black and Blue Report.
3: All right, Sean, Mark, thank you very much. When we come back, Ken Trahan will join me to talk about some events this weekend involving the Saints Hall of Fame. Stay with us. In New Orleans, food is more than a passion. It's a tradition. And Zatarans has been part of that tradition for 125
2: years. From jambalaya and dirty rice to crab boil and more, Zatarans
3: has been jazzing up dinner since before there was jazz. And we're excited about what next season might bring. Jazz it up tonight with Zatarans, proud sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans.
0: Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Daniel Sellerson.
3: Welcome back to the show. It's time now to talk about the New Orleans Saints Hall of Fame as they will be putting on two big events this weekend. And to tell us more about these events, I welcome in Ken Trahan, General Manager, Chairman of the Board for the New Orleans Saints Hall of Fame. Ken, thanks for coming on today.
4: Daniel, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having me.
3: No problem. Ken, starting Sunday, you'll have a busy few days with the Hall of Fame reception on Sunday, the golf tournament on Monday, and then the announcement of the new Hall of Fame inductees on Tuesday. What are these few days like for you?
4: Well, hectic, uh, but exciting at the same time. It's always great. One of the nicest things I do is make the calls to the gentlemen or women that have been selected for induction every year. That's one of the most pleasant things I do. And obviously, uh, they are thrilled at that. So we look forward to that announcement on Tuesday, but. In terms of uh, the feeling, it's just a lot of teased to cross and eyes to dot, as you might imagine, and, and coordinating Saints coaches and players and former players and sponsors and restaurants and, and everything else imaginable and auction items and so forth. So it's a it's a major undertaking, but it's one that we thoroughly enjoy, and that's why we do it.
3: Well, let's start with Sunday's events, the 5th annual Fox 8 Saints Hall of Fame reception and auction, um, 5 to 8 p.m. at the New Orleans Saints cafeteria and indoor facility. What more can you tell us about this event?
4: Oh, it's a really nice event. First and foremost, uh, at at $50, it's a bargain. People get all they can eat. Uh, Pigeon caterers caters the event, and, of course, they do a tremendous job, and they'll be just a smorgasbord of food, literally, at the event. Then, of course, people really enjoy the tours. We have guided tours of the Saints and Pelicans facilities uh, that are conducted, and people get a chance to take a peek inside, and I think that's really exciting for the fan. Typically doesn't get that opportunity. So that's one of the things that's very attractive about it as well. And then, of course, there's the auction itself. When you get to around 7 p.m., we get the auction going, and that is an exciting time. Coach Payton uh, helps me with the auction. And, of course, needless to say, when Sean gets up and starts vamping, people typically give more than they would normally give. Mm -hmm. So that's uh, pretty nice. And there are just a plethora of really nice items, 30 items, including a whole bunch of really nice Saints items that people would be thrilled to be partaking in. A couple of really nice Pelicans items as well, a jersey, an all-star jersey signed by Anthony Davis, also a jersey signed by the team from this past year. In addition to that, we have a a really good vacation package to uh, Destin. We have a deluxe restaurant auction item package, which includes gift certificates from 34 restaurants. So, Uh, there's just a tremendous opportunity to bid on something that I'm quite sure you would really enjoy. So that takes place in the indoor facility at 7 p.m. And we have former players, about 10 to 15 former Saints players, that will be in attendance as well. People always enjoy the opportunity to meet these guys and take pictures and get autographs.
3: Sounds like a great night. Are tickets still available for this, Ken? Yeah, we will have some
4: tickets for sale at the door. We will sell tickets until 5.30 at the door. So we have Some limited tickets available. If you'd like to come and you have not purchased yet, you will have that opportunity to do so by credit, cash, or check at the door Sunday until 5.30. And we start at 5, so get there early and come on in, and we'll be glad to accommodate you at that point.
3: Fantastic. And then on Monday is the 24th Annual Saints Hall of Fame Celebrity Golf Classic in Kenner. Ken, this event seems to be pretty popular among not only Saints fans, but Saints coaches and players as well. What can you tell us about Monday's event?
4: Well, Coach Payton and and Mickey Loomis and Fred McAfee do a great job of coordinating, getting current players and coaches to participate on an annual basis, as they have uh, throughout their tenure uh, here in New Orleans. And, of course, we have former players that participate in the event as well, and people get a chance to to pay for a celebrity to play with, and that's exciting. And, of course, they also get a taste of New Orleans. We have 26 restaurants that will be on the course or at the check-in area at the event, so you better bring your appetite it is a terrific opportunity to partake in some of the really good delicacies from our community from some some great restaurants and caterers and of course there's an awards function afterwards upstairs in the clubhouse where the folks get a chance to to see all the guys that are there, players, coaches and so forth and enjoy some food up there too, not like they needed to eat anymore, right? But they do anyway and we have a silent auction of some really nice sports memorabilia upstairs as well Uh, this is an event, as you mentioned, 24 years running we thank our media partners for the reception auction its Fox 8, and for the golf tournament, it's WGNO ADC 26. And, of course, uh, they make it worthwhile, and Coach Payton has been running commercials that he cut for us for the last few months. and So it's a collective effort, and it's a really nice event, and we certainly look forward to it, and always uh, pray for good weather.
3: Absolutely. Weather will be a key. But also, is there still available for a couple of foursomes, or is this event already sold out?
4: Actually, we, we do have room for as many as two more. So if anybody's interested, you can call us at 504-471-2192. That's 504-471-2192, and we'll try to get you taken care of. We have to turn in a final tally at noon on Saturday. So if you're interested, we can still get you there, and I'm quite sure you would enjoy it. Everybody that plays gets a really nice Saints polo shirt as well as a Saints cap, among other things.
3: Yeah, it seems like two fantastic events starting on Sunday. Of course, all the funds raised this weekend go towards the Saints Hall of Fame. If you don't mind me asking, Ken, how are these funds used when it comes to the upkeep of the Hall of Fame? Does it go to staffing? Does it go to, I guess, the upkeep? What Where do the funds go as far as into the Saints Hall of Fame?
4: Yeah, both. I mean, it's it's uh, to pay for the staffing, of course, and to pay for the exhibits, which we have to update and change out on an annual basis. You know, the beauty of this museum is that it's dedicated to something that is still occurring. Many Mm -hmm. museums are dedicated to something that already happened. So they're not as fluid as this one is. This has to constantly be updated and changed. We have to change photos every year. We add memorabilia every year. There are memories made every year. So uh, in order to stay viable and to stay relevant and to stay interesting to the fan, uh, that's what has to occur. So clearly uh, this is how we operate. It's a nonprofit museum, so we do this by fundraising through these events that we have, these events in the spring, and then, of course, in the fall when we have our induction and our gala. So these are the methods to fund the Saints Hall of Fame, and we deeply appreciate those who support it.
3: And, of course, there will be some new people going into that Hall of Fame on mm-hmm. Tuesday with the announcement. I know you can't share who at this point, but is there any info you can share with us about the event on Tuesday?
4: Well, we always have it uh, for the last Four years, we've we've moved it to the museum itself in the foyer area of the museum, which is AKB, on the plaza level of the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. We think it's a perfect backdrop and setting because uh, the patrons that are there and the Saints personnel and the families of those being honored can get a chance to see the museum while they're there. So we think that's awfully nice. And of course, from the standpoint of the announcement itself, it's always exciting. We have each and every year, we announce a Joe Gimelli Florida Lee Award winner, which is presented to someone who has contributed to the betterment of the New Orleans Saints organization in loyal fashion over an extended period of time. And the winners have ranged from Saints employees to media types to politicians to just basic fans who have been great fans over the years. And it's named after Joe Jamelli, who was the ultimate Saints fan who created the Touchdown Club back in the day and, and supported the Saints like no one else in his lifetime. And, of course, the honorees themselves each and every year, we elect one or two honorees to be inducted, and that announcement's made. Of course, the actual induction takes place in the fall in conjunction with the Saints home game, and we're getting close to locking down that weekend right now. That's the weekend when we have the induction luncheon and the gala, and then, of course, the alumni game where the former players that are in town are introduced on the field. So that's a really nice weekend. We have the spring weekend events, and then we have the fall weekend events, and we look forward to this announcement on Tuesday. We know people will be excited.
3: Yeah, seems like a busy weekend, but a great one for the Saints Hall of Fame. That's Ken Trahan, general manager, chairman of the board for the New Orleans Saints Hall of Fame. And, of course, we'll have those new Hall of Fame inductees for you on next week's Black and Blue Report. Ken, best of luck this weekend with the events, and thanks for coming on today.
4: Daniel, I appreciate the time, and thank you for what you do.
3: No problem. When we come back, I'll wrap up this Friday edition of the Black and Blue Report.
5: Last year, over 400,000 people from 90 countries and all 50 states came to Auctioner to find the critical care they needed. People who could have gone anywhere made Auctioner their destination for a level of expertise, clinical research, and treatment options they couldn't find anywhere else. Auctioner and our affiliated physicians are renowned for leading-edge cardiovascular care, cancer care, pediatric care, innovative treatment of neurological disorders, and more. Our outstanding transplant program has resulted in Auctioner leading the nation in successful liver transplants for years. And today, Auctioner is partnering with physicians and strong community hospitals throughout the Gulf South to bring access to the highest quality of care closer to home. Find the care you need today. Call 866 Auctioner for a same day appointment. Auctioner, healthcare with peace of mind.
0: Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report.
3: All right, good show to end the week. Our thanks to Mark Richt from UGA and Ken Trahan from the New Orleans Saints Hall of Fame. Uh, Plenty of good stuff on today's show and plenty of good stuff this week. Thanks to all the beat writers that came on to speak about the Saints' rookies. Uh, Lots of beat writers from the papers that cover them. And again, two head coaches, Dan Mullen from Mississippi State and Mark Richter from UGA so lots of good stuff this week we'll have plenty more next week rookie mini camp is underway at New Orleans Saints facility here and it'll go on throughout the weekend media availability is on Saturday be on the lookout for and we'll have plenty of that sound for you on Monday show along with John DeShazer senior writer for New Saints.com. we'll have plenty of basketball to recap and preview as uh, maybe all the conference semifinals will be done it depends on how it goes in the Atlanta-Washington series, Golden State-Memphis series, and Clippers-Houston series. And if not, we'll be recapping those. And um, if so, we'll be previewing the Eastern Conference Finals, which take place on Wednesday, and the Western Conference Finals that take place on Thursday. So maybe Sean will be back. I don't know. You know, he took a three-day weekend. Maybe he wants a four-day weekend. Uh, I'm sure he'll be back. But if not, I'll be here and ready for another great week on the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. The Black and Blue Report. I hope everyone has a great weekend. Stay safe. Put some sunscreen on. And until Monday, I'm Daniel Sallerson. Thanks for listening to The Black and Blue Report.
0: Thanks for listening to this edition of The Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back next week. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report you